out on the road Waiting for a new episode We've been thinking of you And just what you need Oh yeah, yeah Now that the show's underway I guess we can call it a day You're ready for Welcome to the Bowfinger Minute. We will be going over Minute 65. It starts with Scene 35 rapping and ends in the diner with GIF's big reveal. My name is Johan. And I'm Carissa. So, at the start of the scene for Minute 65, um, they speed off. Uh, Bowfinger yells cut because now they got to add another, um, another reel into their to complete the rest of the movie which when you're quote-unquote filming a guerrilla style <laughs> this can be very very important because yeah. now you got a bonus scene that you didn't plan for and you can uh write this off as completed yeah so that benefits him because they also didn't expect kit to run into that uh that nightclub mm-hmm. but to be honest that's kind of kind of really smart for a director like knowing well being as he is kind of a con man he's or a confidence man he's mm-hmm. he's not necessarily scamming anyone because he hasn't well he kind of stole from someone yeah but he he isn't really scamming anybody he knows mm-hmm. he's taking advantage of them of their naivete and mm-hmm. um the fact that they do want to work with him in a way yeah but he he hasn't really scammed them. Yeah, like, he's out of not being totally upfront about everything. Yeah, that's for sure. But he thinks like if this happens, it can set them up. Yeah, he thinks it's going to benefit everybody in the long run. Yeah, he just needs to be hush hush about it. Yeah, until then. But so, um, I mean, that is really smart to realize. Like, oh, I can actually do this. Like mm-hmm. that that is a like a great way that someone takes advantage of like kind of like a messed up situation because he had to stop filming once kit came in there yeah. when they ran into the, the alley it's like oh we can change things up and do this mm-hmm. so they managed to end that rap um with uh, slater slamming himself up against the window all of those <laughs> things and then they go to the diner and in the diner i did notice that if e- Ephraim's character mm-hmm. that the the costume for the alien is behind him, so maybe he was the guy in the hedge. Yeah, maybe. Well, I, you see the helmet. Yeah, I assume that's who it was, but mm-hmm. that does make you think that it probably was. Yeah, I mean, he's the only one that you don't necessarily see, except mm-hmm. for the the police officer, who it also could be. Yeah, but it's hard to say. Yeah, it's hard to say. So everybody's like sitting around the diner and um, Jeff in a very endearing moment talks about how happy he is to be with everybody because everybody appreciates him for who he is and 
he gets to do what he loves, mm-hmm. being a gopher. Yep. <laughs> he gets coffee from point A to, to point B, and that's me, and I did that. And then the, the, the napkins were in there, the creamer was in there. <laughs> and he's just so happy yeah. with just the basics, just yeah. the bare minimum. But it's also, like, the thing that also makes it a little bit weird with this is um, he got Starbucks. Like, they mention it. Yeah. That he went to Starbucks to get this coffee, and the coffee comes with creamer and everything. It's just like... That's not the Starbucks we have now. No, it's not. It's weird. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Because you have the the little the little stand up right before you leave where you pour your own everything and then you walk away. Like this was a very different Starbucks at the time. Yeah. So This is a Starbucks I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so he's very proud of himself that he he got uh, the coffee from point A to point B and the person at point B is happy that he delivered it. So it makes him have a good day. Mm-hmm. Which is just sweet. And his whole face lights up. He's just got a very childlike um, happiness about just the simplest of things. And it's pretty adorable, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, um, it, it's that kid that finally gets an A. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, he's proud of himself, but everybody's like, cool, way to go. Yeah. Like, but he's just like, He yeah, feels so dude. involved and wanted it. It's not... Because he's Kit's brother, you know? Yeah. And he is just loving it. Yeah. So, well, yeah. It is revealed that he is Kit's brother mm-hmm. in this minute. Right at the end of the minute, actually. Um, but he... Not, like... The the fact that everybody keeps him around because he looks like Kit mm-hmm. is not the part that he likes. He likes the part where people treat him with what he wants, which is just... Like, they don't treat him like, your role is to look like Kit, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But he actually wants to do all the other stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure setting up the mic mm-hmm. was not something he wanted. Like, he thought he would have the scope to do. Mm-hmm. But since he gets to do it, it makes him happy. He was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. But it, like he, like I said, he's he's happy with just getting coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, especially to work in movies, getting coffee. Mm-hmm. But to be able to work on the, the background of a movie, like... It makes him happy as yeah. well. But yeah. being in a camera is not so much as his thing. It's not what makes him happy. But he gets to do extra stuff. Mm-hmm. And for him, it's fulfilling to put the microphone from point A to point B. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, that. that's how he sees everything that he, he does, like his task. It's just getting something from point A to point B. Uh-huh. Start a task and finish a task. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it the smallest of things, he's just happy to do. Yeah. Like, it's not... It, it doesn't have to be complicated. Mm-hmm. I think he'd prefer that it's not complicated. No running across the freeway. <laughs> yeah. But it's just when it's a simple thing that he knows he can do and he can mm-hmm. do it right, it just makes him happy. And that's what he's talking about. It's just like, yeah, I did those things and it and it makes me feel good and all that. Mm-hmm. And then they tell him like, oh, like, well, looking like Kit is a talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I I don't. I don't see that as no. a talent at all, but... But I think they're trying to pump him up. Yeah, I think they're trying to get him to feel really good about himself. Yeah, like, because they obviously can tell that he doesn't have a whole lot of self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Uh, it, it's weird. He, he, does, he doesn't have a whole lot of self-esteem, but he has a lot of self-esteem in who he is. Yeah. So he doesn't need a lot, but they... I think a lot of them, because they are... Um... They aren't the biggest people in Hollywood, obviously, mm-hmm. but they've all been there. 
Yeah. And so I think they all recognize this, that you need to pump up everybody with you because that makes the team grow bigger. It's like yeah. there was no star among them necessarily. They all do extra parts. Yeah. That it, it's a very that that is how indie films work, like um, trauma films. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them do a second task until they like trauma became huge. Mm-hmm. Like the writers like definitely start in their own films and all that. It it was very common. This isn't like nowadays like Seth Rogen. Yeah. He writes his own movies and he directs and he acts. Yeah. It nowadays like okay that's a different caliber. These are small people that you're kind of. It, you're not required to, but it is one of those things that you have to do in order to make it the like how like where you're going to be. Yeah. And I think like when they need someone like him to be a little bit more confident in himself because they've been there. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they're telling him that like, hey, like you've got this extra talent that nobody else can do. Yeah. You look like someone. <laughs> and I think for them, they really see that as a talent. But for him, he's like, that's not a talent. So yeah. they're just trying to build him up in the best way they know possible. But to him, he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a talent because for, for them, it's beneficial. Yeah. they This is something that fell into their laps. Like, oh, someone that looks exactly like Kit. Mm-hmm. So um, it, and then he reveals that he's actually the brother. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that everybody's like shocked that like, because obviously um, Kit's been very quiet about his life yeah especially since it's basically controlled by Minehead, <laughs> that they can't believe that he actually technically has a family mm-hmm. well he has a family but it's just n- they nobody don't know about it. yeah nobody knew yeah otherwise they would have tried looking for the brother or sister and see mm-hmm. like like a relative see if it looks sim- similar to kit when they couldn't find kit yeah and even though they look alike i think there's just such a stark difference like in every way, shape, and form, yeah. that they are not alike, so it's kind of shocking to everybody. They're yeah, kind of stunned. It, it's very much like twins with <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Like Arnold got all of the the buff jeans and smart jeans, and then you got Danny DeVito who's short and like yep. not smart and all that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Kit, he's just nowhere near the same way as. Mm-hmm. as jeff like kit's an action hero he's confident in himself although mm-hmm. he's crazy but well, <laughs> yeah. but then but then jeff is more down to earth yeah they're very like yin and yang kind yeah. of thing like they like like they, they could have been twins mm-hmm. in some way that was weird mm-hmm. but then like one of them's like the the evil twin type he's like the hugo in um simpsons yeah where he was like the the kid or the one that was like fed fish heads in the house, <laughs> then he realized Bart was the evil twin type yeah. thing. <laughs> like they are twins, they look alike, but they're very very different because like someone one of them's more self involved and one of them wants to um, be praised for what he does. Like where mm-hmm. someone like believes that he should get all the praise because of who he is. Yeah. So, I mean, I I there there's one of those things like ah. Oh, that sucks that he is like the brother mm-hmm. of Kit because he probably didn't get a lot of praise mm-hmm. growing up because he, he was terrible eyesight, everything like yeah. that. I think about it, though, and this makes it very relatable probably for a lot of people in, in some way where, you know, a lot of people have siblings and there are always kind of like the more oddball one or yeah. maybe not always, but a lot of the time there's always going to be 
somebody in the family who's a little bit different. And so this kind of hits home a little bit. And so you really feel I think this one, a little bit. I think that I relate to this because this, this instance speaks to the middle child. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not the middle child. <laughs> yeah. I'm the oldest, you're, but... You're not the baby, but you're also not the leader of but the But I am the black sheep. Yeah. And so it's, it's definitely something that I can kind of relate to on a certain level of you wanting to be accepted for just exactly what you are. Yeah. And, you know, even at the bare minimum of what you are, the small things that you do, you just want to be recognized for those things. Yeah. And you don't want extra. Yeah, because you know? most likely in that family, he didn't have a lot to offer because they all knew about Kit. Mm-hmm. And he's real shy. And yeah. he's very soft-spoken, keeps to himself, and he's, you know, very easily entertained and happy. Yeah. And just very much the opposite of Kit. But it's like he's he doesn't have a lot to offer, mm-hmm. but what he does, he gives 100% about. Yep, exactly. And he never gripes about it. Nope. And he's just happy to be there. Yeah. Uh, that... With that, that just cheesy smile and yeah. when he just kind of giggles like he, he, that yeah. just gets me every time i was i'm actually kind of curious if there was supposed to be some sort of acronym for for jiff like kit does like mm-hmm. kids keep it together but i wonder <laughs> if there's something for jiff i don't know all i think about is peanut butter <laughs> yeah that is true but i don't know i i think maybe there is something out there but i just don't know what it is but i'm pretty sure it's something that's like yeah, I have no idea, but I only recently saw this movie, yeah. so... But I think it's something that probably speaks to the character. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But... I'd like to know. It'd yeah. be interesting to find out. But... but the kit one makes me laugh every time, because he is so beyond, like... He's so far opposite of keeping it together. He is so completely yeah. destroyed and broken. He is a broken man. He's, he's a... just repeating the same thing to himself, but he's lying to himself because he is not keeping yeah. it together. He is completely falling apart. <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, that's pretty much the end of that, that minute is just that reveal. Mm-hmm. It's a huge reveal. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the loose ends tied up, and now it's just creating another one. Mm-hmm. Like, another, like here's... so it is This a was new, a big twist. Yeah. So, it's the start of a new act and everything like that, but... um. I, I think this is just where like they they can really start to uh, ramp up the filming because now they have someone that's like really in touch with like like first they had no idea where Kip was and that's mm-hmm. why they got Jeff and Jeff didn't know why he was hired to begin with mm-hmm. he thought he was being hired to be a gopher not because he looks like Kit yeah it didn't even dawn on him yeah so now it's just like all right now things are gonna change. Everything's going to kind of revolve around Jeff, obviously, mm-hmm. because this is a huge reveal. The one person who's been like kind of like the the white horse of their entire sh- like um, movie, mm-hmm. but now the black horse. And yeah. I don't mean that in the right no, way, no. <laughs> but it's just like that that this is the one that could uh, potentially like really make it seem like they can really do this film because they have Jeff. Yep. So, and I think obviously Bowfinger recognizes this. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and yeah, that's going to, yeah, it's going to be revealed obviously in the next couple of minutes. So I don't want to reach into it, but this is pretty big oh, like, yeah. to have this reveal. So, well, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, thank you so much for joining us in this uh, week of Bowfinger. Um, I'm glad I got to show uh, this, this movie to Carissa because it's one of my favorites. I loved it. I think it's great. Yeah. 
it's, so. it's a perfect balance of comedy and um, just like, I don't know, there's silly and dry humor and it's a very different type of comedy than I've seen and yeah. I really like it a lot. I kind of liked a lot of movies now are kind of going back to this type of humor mm -hmm. because for a little bit it was going to like raunchy movies and like everything yeah. had to be kind of gross and sexy. Like those know? have their place but... But I very seemed, much like this type of movie. Yeah, but it was going like that for like a couple years. Yeah. And this was like one of those movies that was like, Ugh, this seems to be like the the end of an era. But I'm kind of glad like a lot of stuff is going back to clever comedy. Mm -hmm. and It makes its rounds. It's what happens. Yep. Things and, become popular again. <laughs> yep, which I'm kind of glad about because yeah, me this too. is really well written. Mm -hmm. It's not gross and out there for for the sake of a like you know a trailer yeah i think it's just that obviously sex sells and that you know raunchy type stuff sells more you know with the with typical people but stuff like this not everybody understands like how it's funny like it's a different kind of humor and some people are just like oh i just don't get it it's kind of like dumb like some people see this and think oh well the acting is really bad they don't get the point of it's supposed to look kind of funny yeah. like that that's the intention yeah and all the actors play two different roles uh -huh. like one of them plays good acting one of them plays bad acting uh -huh. which mean, is really a talent if you yeah. ask me to it's two completely different roles and i think that's a lot of talent that's why i think uh uh christine baronski's character carol mm -hmm. Like, the whole, like, raised eyebrow, like, we could not stop talking about that for a while. She cracks me up when she's watching herself. But it's every, so funny. And everything we've seen about her, like, well, like, I've seen her, what was it, um, what was that, T Dharma and Greg that she was oh, in? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she was in that, and that's where I remembered her, and then she was in this film, and it's just like... I, really? I remember her mostly from, I think it was The Grinch. Yeah. I can't unsee that. <laughs> yeah. And... In that one, she wasn't a big, she she wasn't a big role, but no. she was very an impactful role. But I remember, you know, she was she was a very key role. Mm -hmm. But uh, the acting just wasn't this obviously the same mm -hmm. as this. But this one, she plays the the uh, the alien. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? <laughs> like that part's hilarious. And then she plays the regular Carol, mm -hmm. and then there's the Carol critiquing Carol. That character. one's probably my favorite. Yeah. That one cracks me up. Those are three different things, like, when you think about it, like... It's a lot. It it's is. A lot. But one of the things that I think is funny when when she does the, the super dramatized why... <laughs> why? Is, like, why did you have to do why? that? Why? Is because I've actually seen a very good, well-acted version of that from B. Arthur. Oh. Yeah, when... Um, um amazonians in a mood uh it's an episode of futurama mm -hmm. where she plays a fembot i think i've seen that one and then when they ask her like why she does it she goes why why <laughs> and then she goes into the, her monologue of like why women need to be stronger and everything because like women's basketball isn't promoted as much as male basketball this was back in the mid 90s mm -hmm. still the same today yeah but the way she delivered the why mm -hmm. like was good mm -hmm. it's it's so good because it's like there's a lot of like emotion turmoil um generations of like of just a glass ceiling like everything like that in just that one word mm -hmm. and then this opposite of yeah. why so that 
sometimes there's a delivery in a single word a single word that defines an actor mm-hmm. and i think there's a little bit in carol or christine baronsky delivering it poorly mm-hmm. that makes her good yep as well as b arthur delivering it good mm-hmm. like you you hit that note that it's just bad but it's not bad enough that it needs to be taken out yeah like it it just hits it just right so it's exactly what it needed to be yeah you know? yeah and then heather graham um I mean, she is a bombshell. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to be one of, like, you know, at this time, one of the most beautiful women in the world. But then when she gets older, mm-hmm. like, especially in Hangover, because mm-hmm. that's, like, almost 10 years after, like, um, Boogie Nights. Yeah. And she does look older. Mm-hmm. She she, um, she has the mom bod, so, so, uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. She's not that skinny 18-year-old person that was in... That plays off in um, Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. But even even in that point, I still, like, it's one of those, like, a lot of these people did grow up and it's just weird because this movie kind of embraces that, that people yeah. do grow up, at the like, in a film industry. Yeah, and it, it does show that because it's people of all ages and it really does show that. Yeah, so, well... Um, thank you so much again for this whole week. It was great to kind of talk about like the good parts about this movie because I there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot of good parts. I really, really enjoyed it. Well, prior to being invited to this minute, I could stop like n- n- to no end talk about how much I love this movie because it is so good and it just deserves to be recognized more because it's n- not a well-known film yeah i didn't know about it before but it's uh, so, so good i i think it's definitely underrated yeah for sure i think there's also like kind of like a generational gap of recognizing how good of a writer steve martin is i love back steve then. martin but back then when he wrote the jerk especially the jerk like just that and the uh dead men don't wear plaid the way that mm-hmm. i mean so we were reading it on IMDb. It's a movie that's like spliced from other old films. Mm-hmm. Which is also done with Kung Pao. Yeah. Which is another good movie. I love Kung Pao. <laughs> but it's a it's a movie where it's spliced with... Like, mm-hmm. Steve Martin did that. He's a very talented person. I have loved Steve Martin for a long time, but this really kind of, I don't know, brought it home for me. Yeah. For like, how talented he really is. And... I don't know. Kind of brought it full circle. Yeah, he's, well, he's, he's really talented. He's also really good in uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, I do love that. And um, I, I was actually curious about watching that uh, um, Only Murders in This Building. I haven't seen that. So it's him, Martin Short, and I think Selena Gomez, mm. where they solve murders, oh, but cool. they don't want to leave the building, so they only do the ones in the building. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's funny. which is a very like seems like a very that's Steve a really Martin interesting like, twist, but definitely yeah, seems like, a Steve, like that tracks. Yeah, like a Steve Martin thing. Like we can expand on this, but we can also narrow it down to just something that's like <laughs> ridiculous, but like it makes sense. We don't yeah. want to go outside. Yeah, that's so. funny. That's really funny. So and well, well, we hope that if if you are listening to this and what brought you into watching Bowfinger as some of these minutes because we do have a lot of people in the movies by minute community and we we encourage that you go and you know check some of them out a lot of them have had great um uh 
guest uh, I once did um, About Time, which you watched mm-hmm. with me. Really and good. And Luke Allen had actual context of the entire movie from the, the director mm-hmm. of the movie. I actually reached out to him. So um, Super cool. Yeah. So if you want to, just even go through the Movies by Minute um, database and just see. like Maybe there's a movie out there that's worth watching because there's a lot of people here that find it worth talking about Mm -hmm. so um if i see you in another uh podcast um other than this one we hope that you've enjoyed bowfinger and you go out and check out more podcasts and other movies from that group all right have a good day everyone bye keep it together children I hope that we'll see you again Cause there's always One more show Cause there's always